This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you, sir. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. It's uh, yeah, it's beautiful here in in Jackson, and uh, man, just getting uh, kind of kicked off for the week. You know, it's one of those uh, seasons where we're kind of um in between spring and and summer. It feels like you know, and so the humidity is all up, and uh, people are deciding, man, is this uh, is this indoor weather? Is this outdoor weather? And um, you know, folks are kind of tentatively grabbing for their pipes and and all that kind of thing. But uh, <laughs> man, yeah, things are things are going great. What's up with you? man yeah no it's it's been good you know still kind of adjusting to a new city which is i mean to be honest it's it's a little it's a little tough a little lonely uh yeah <laughs> man to, to get everything together um you know i i i failed to mention this, this is kind of interesting but um you know last last week we mentioned how my, my grandfather passed right well, at, at the uh we had a party after the funeral and i had like all these like second and third cousins i did not realize were out here in houston and so uh, I got this like laundry list of, of folks to reach out to, um, but I still haven't just had the opportunity just with getting everything set up. Even the studio yeah. right now is pretty, pretty ridiculous because, nor- you know, I was telling somebody the other day, I, I, you know, I had this like top of the line studio, high end equipment. Everything right. was wired and set up. So I was ready to go at a push of a button and I'm like hardcore MacGyvering it up right now. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty sad. I mean, you know, hopefully, you know, thanks to the, uh, the magic of our wonderful producer and uh, you know, the, uh, and, and of course just the, the natural chemistry that you experience oh, of course amazing. because that we have every week right oh yeah 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 so you'll never notice uh hopefully but, <laughs> but really it is i have gone from like the top at, like i started from the top and now i'm here is right what I'm right yeah now i mean isn't that true with every move though you know you're kind of um yeah. you're, you're kind of up the creek for a while not just that but i mean you don't even know you, you can't remember where you packed things like your shampoo or your you know your favorite uh you know hairbrush or you know the the pot and pan you use for this or that, you know, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things. And of course you, uh, you know, being a professional kind of in this, you know, sphere, uh, have the added element of, you know, having to rebuild your entire, uh, studio, you know, around that. And so, yeah, I know it, no, it makes it tough. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's, and, and then on top of that, just learning a new city and, and everything else, a city as big as Houston, you know, it's, uh, it could probably kind of overwhelming. Yeah. It's coming together though. <laughs> well, hey man, speaking of big cities, you'll be in the big city, the Windy City uh, yeah. this year at Chicago. No, that how's, is how, right, how, man. How's coming along for that one? Yeah, dude, we're excited. Uh, yeah, not, you know, not a lot of uh, concrete plans as far as, uh, you know, any kind of events or anything happening, but uh, I know there's going to be a lot of fun meetups and things like that. It's really interesting. People are like, oh, do you have any big, uh, you know, events planned for Chicago? Are you doing a recording or anything? And and the answer is no. <laughs> 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 I'm not. And I'm so excited. You know, my introverted me, I'm going to put my uh, ball cap on and uh, my hoodie and, you know, try to be as indiscreet as possible. I mean, just wander around looking at all the beautiful, uh, beautiful creations that pipe makers from all over the world have uh, made, you know, mingle with some other uh, tobacconists and blenders and just catch, catch up with a lot of friends, you know, that we've made over the years. And I'm really excited about it, man. This is, uh, it's, it's Chicago is such a restful uh, experience for me, you know, just going up there, 
Um, and, uh, man, just, just diving into the pipe world and community and just kind of loving on other, other pipe smokers, catching up, telling tall tales and all that kind of stuff. It's a, it's a lot of fun, but, uh, yeah, really excited about that. Of course, that's coming up in May. I'm fired up to announce today too. We are partnering, uh, as far as announcing this with, um, our dear friends over at Briar Nation Pipe and Cigar Club on Facebook. Uh, Briar Nation, if you, uh, are unaware, uh, just a, just a, a, a ridiculous, uh, you know, roughneck group of, uh, of pipe smokers there on uh, on on the interwebs and love those guys. Our our buddy Jeremy uh, Feliciano, who started this years ago, he's um, you know just has such a great uh, vision for this group, and it's and it's out of control and ridiculous and and wonderful, and we we love them. But they are partnering up this year at the Chicago Pipe Show with Briarville Pipe Repair and Restoration Company, and they're going to do something they're calling Operation Clean Smoke, a Chicago Pipe Show fundraiser, and it, this is really cool. What they're what they're doing over the the three day weekend there from May third to May fifth at the Chicago Pipe Show is they're uh, they're supporting the Wounded Warrior Project, uh, which of course helps uh, in you know warriors in so many different ways. You got to think about uh, you know what these people that are putting their their lives and uh, mental health and bodies and families on the line to to serve our country. Uh, you know they come back and have a lot of issues, and so. Um, you know, they're, we're, we're trying to do something that really, uh, you know, encourages them, raises money for them and, and also awareness. And so um, it's kind of cool. They're going to have a booth set up there at the Mega Center at the oh, Chicago man. Pipe Show, and they'll be cleaning people's pipes. And so you'll you'll be able to bring your pipe, get it cleaned and, uh, of course, make donations for um, for the Wounded Warrior Project. There's going to be some really awesome giveaways and raffles uh, there too. check it out. You can go to uh, uh, fundraise.woundedwarriorproject.org. Uh, and, and then look for Operation Clean Smoke, Chicago Pipe Show 2019. And uh, in, anyway, really cool. I think it's going to be um, a lot of fun. And and if you if you are up that way, just be sure to stop by, you know, maybe throw those guys a few bucks or uh, buy a couple of raffle tickets and uh, and let's support a really good cause. Absolutely, man. Great yep. cause. And uh, I hope, uh, hope to see uh, a lot of a lot of folks going up and, and supporting in Chicago. Well, hey man. So of course we've got uh, another another episode. You know, we we mentioned uh, last week is that we do we do have a return to our pipe culture series. We are going to be doing our episode very in the very near future. Here, yeah, yeah. Uh, continuing the pipe culture places exploration with a discussion on man cave versus the study. Mm. And so we are asking, as we have with all of our pipe uh, culture episodes of the past, uh, we're asking for those of you who have. Uh, you know, if, if you've got a man cave, if you want a man cave, if you've got a study, if you want to study, if you think they're the same thing, if you think there are some differences, we want to hear from you. Uh, put your thoughts together in an email. Uh, you can, you know, we'll, we'll post something out on Facebook. Uh, you know, we would love to hear kind of what your thoughts are surrounding this idea, this debate, uh, this pipe smoking place. Maybe for you, the concept of a man cave in the study, uh, maybe pipes don't necessarily belong there. Maybe they, you you can't even call it a study if the pipes aren't there. You know, so <laughs> we want to hear from you. We want to hear what uh, what your thoughts are. So be sure to send those in. Show at Country Squire Radio. Put pipe culture in the title, and that way it just helps me find those and gather those and, and makes things a, a bit easier for uh, when we compile all that information. But that will be coming up here shortly. Yeah, that's well, exciting, man. Always love, um, always love those pipe culture uh, episodes that we do, and those have gotten a lot of great feedback. Absolutely, man. Another thing that's gotten a lot of great feedback are the episodes like the one we're doing today, where we've got kind of some industry news, some industry shakeups, a little bit of breaking news, a little slight delayed breaking news, if you will. <laughs> but before we could jump into that, man, we have got a brand new Country Squire Radio Pipe Club member joining at the Pilgrim level, ladies and gentlemen, Mike McLaughlin. I, I. I you I, 
Mike probably does laugh a lot, but I'm pretty sure it's look McLaughlin. But but it, it could be McLaughlin. You know, no, M- McLaughlin, McLaughlin, <laughs> McLaughlin. You know, I'm always interested. Like you know, the English language is so interesting to me. Like you know, how does that group of letters put together L A U G H? How does that make an F? You know, I always always wonder that. Like how how did that develop? And poor Mike has to deal with the ramifications of it. But uh, yeah, Mike Mike McLaughlin, we're so thankful that you joined us at the uh, Pilgrim level for the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club. Welcome aboard, and uh, I, I apologize for butchering your name. <laughs> As is tradition. All right, Matt. So like I mentioned, we've got kind of some breaking news that is going on. Um, now, th- I almost kind of feel that there needs to be a little context for this. Uh, we we have had in the past a pseudo series or maybe a reoccurring topic that we did uh, called the Dichotomy of Disney. The first time that we had this discussion it was on kind of the history of the Walt Disney Corporation and the various uh, IP that they have access to, and their you know how pipe smoking has appeared in their movies and in their films yeah. of history, and then you know less so in the modern era. And then we also kind of talked about Walt Disney himself and you know his his uh, uh, you know appreciation and, and love of uh, the pipe as well. And so we we kind of talked a little bit about this. We did kind of an exploration, and shortly thereafter, and by that I mean the moment that it went live, everybody. <laughs> and their grandmother were like, hey, how could how dare you have this conversation without reaching out to uh, you know Brian Levine, who of course is the uh, host of Pipes Magazine Radio, and as many body many of his fans know, if if you've listened to him for some time, you you are well aware. Not only does this man love pipes and pipe tobacco, he is a devout Disney fan. He really he is, is big on the parks. Yeah, man. I mean, big he, time. He, he is. He is uh, all all in. He is all in. <laughs> and so, as we kind of explored in those two episodes, the dichotomy of Disney. Um, we, we, you know, there have been at times where the intersection of pipe tobacco and, and kind of premium tobacco products and Disney has kind of, you know, ebbed and flowed, right? There's been a lot of intersection and there's been a lot of kind of push from, from one to the other, or or at least away from each other. And so recently that this has come out that Disney has made the decision to pretty much ban smoking on their parks. Now, some of you may think, huh, I thought that was already the case, but I'll put it this way. The best person to really kind of dive into this topic and give us an overview of what's going yeah. on is, is Brian Levine himself. We, we, we really can't do this justice. And so we, we kind of got together and as we were discussing it, we we're like, you know what? We need to bring Brian in for this. This makes a lot more sense. He is the subject expert, matter expert in both of these worlds. And so the coming together makes a lot yeah, of sense. Yeah, so. it, it, it does. And it is something we want to address. You know, so many pipe smokers are also, uh, you know, not just Disney enthusiasts, but adults that are looking for fun things to do, uh, maybe during the summertime with, with their kids and things like that. And so, you know, it might, uh, might affect your plans or it may, um, you know, just be something interesting to consider. But uh, regardless, it's news that's out there and, you uh, you know, has gotten, um, you know, some uh, feedback in all the, uh, you know, social media sphere and everything. So, yeah, man, I'm excited about this conversation. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here he is. The man, the myth, the legend, the guy that you're already listening to, because let's be honest, it's Brian Levine. <laughs> Boy, and I'll tell you, it's nice of Country Squire Radio to uh, send me to Disneyland <laughs> to report on this for you, because right now 
I am uh, sitting in my hotel room right across the street from Disneyland, and I'm about, oh, I don't know, about uh, 200 feet from a monorail that's just going by right now. And that's awesome, but we're not expensing that. That was never discussed. Uh, we'll, we'll just, um, you know, we'll, we'll leave that to the lawyers. We got, we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, John David's having a baby, so he won't notice the extra expense. Uh, that's right. That's right. It all yeah. kind of comes together. Well, yeah. Brian, of course, as our listeners are aware, we've had you on before, and uh, you are, you know, obviously the the host of the Pipes Magazine radio podcast. You are the uh, podfather of pipe podcasting, and, <laughs> uh, and in many respects, our our own very own Cromudgeon Yoda in the, uh, in the pipe world, uh, a doctor of pipes, uh, a living legend, as it were. Uh, but man, beyond the pipe world, you are a huge Disney fan, and in fact, we had you on for the Dichotomy of Disney episode that we did a, a few years ago when we talked about the duality of Disney's approach to tobacco products in general. And there's been kind of some breaking news on that front. So give us kind of a, an update, like what, what's been going on with Disney as it relates to tobacco, pipe tobacco, cigars, just tobacco products in general? Uh, about a week and a half ago, uh, uh, well, almost a week ago now, they announced that the uh, that all their U.S. parks, so Disneyland in California, Walt Disney World in uh, in Florida, would no longer have designated smoking areas inside of the parks. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, until about 1999, 2002 or three, somewhere around there, uh, there were just ashtrays all over the park, so you could smoke wherever you wanted. And then they said, "You know what? We're gonna say we're gonna we're gonna give you a designated area." Uh, so the beginning of that was, you know, about one designated smoking area every uh, every land, you know, within reason. You could uh, you could still find a smoking area at the beginning of Main Street and then at the end of Main Street, no problem. One in each land, convenient. Couple of park benches and an ashtray. Uh, then they started trimming those down further and further to the point where at uh, at the Magic Kingdom in Florida, where you're looking at a park that is about 100 and, 140 acres of public space, maybe 150, hmm. they had cut it down to two designated smoking areas and... The last time I was in them was in uh, February, and I think I, I'd figure they were about a total of maybe a thousand square feet out of 160 acres. Uh, they had gone through a transition where you know they made them, a, you know, they they tried to they tried to discourage smoking, and then they tried to improve the smoking areas at Walt Disney World in particular. And I was really happy with them; they were great places to go and. You know, grab a cup of coffee or if you're at Epcot, grab a beer or something and you know, just spend a half hour off your feet. And I'd bring my pipes and I'd sit there and you know, the wife would do something or you know, she might join me or not. But it was just a great place for two or three times a day to sit down, get off your feet, smoke my pipe, relax. Uh, and now as of last, uh, uh, well, coming up May 1st, they are going to no longer have smoking areas inside the parks and it's not so much inside the parks it's inside the secured areas of the parks now when you say secured areas you know i've, I've been to uh i think most recently i was at disneyland about two years ago and actually my wife and i are kind of uh, looking at possibly returning there this year if, if everything works out but i do remember there was kind of a 
it was like a smoking area next to the uh uh oh gosh what's the runaway train you know thunder mountain railroad big thunder mountain railroad that's right so somewhere around that area there was kind of like a tucked away area is that what you mean by the secured areas or is this something different no they are taking that big thunder mountain trail smoking area and may 1st it'll be gone you will be outside of the ticketed turnstiles and even further out, you'll be outside of the secured area where you go through bag check and now they have uh, metal detectors. So you won't even be outside the entrance. You will be another 100 yards at Disneyland in particular. Um, and from what I understand, they are talking about just allowing this open area of before you go through bag check to be a smoking area, putting up, you know, they already have trash cans and ashtrays because I, I went and looked at it, but there's no park benches. There's no real sheltered areas. There's none of that. It's just going to be free flowing outside of the secured area. Now, for any listener who hasn't gotten the opportunity to go back and listen to kind of our original discussion with Brian on the dichotomy of Disney, we kind of unpack how you know, in the in the kind of classic Disney cartoons, you had a lot of characters that uh, either smoked a pipe or, or pipes were kind of involved in what they were uh, doing or using. Um, you know, I think you know the the meme of uh, oh gosh, I forget the character's name, but the husband from 101 Dalmatians just furiously smoking his pipe. Roger. Uh, Roger. Yes, of course. Uh, you know, we've seen that constantly on Twitter, especially those of us who are in kind of the, the pipe Twitter world. And yeah. so, you know, we, we've got these, this imagery. And of course, Walt Disney himself was uh, a pipe smoker and, and a fan of the products. And Brian, you're something of a collector of Disney tobacco products and cigars, cigar boxes. You've, you've gifted me with one as well. What, can you kind of unpack the significance here with Disney making this move? So here's my... <laughs> Here's my feelings. In 1990, they closed down the last tobacco shop on Main Street in Disneyland. They still had a branded front door tobacco tobacco shop on Main Street in 29 years ago. In that time, they have not... This is my opinion, which I'm the leading expert on. (laughs) They can't figure out how to make money off of it. So they have just slowly but surely shrunk it down to the point where 29 years ago, they had a full service tobacco shop on Main Street to now as a convenience to hotel guests only. They will sell uh, a limited assortment of cigarettes and cigars at the hotels and they're hidden. You have to know where they are. You have to ask for them. And you also have to take out a loan of three, you know, three easy payments and a mortgage to buy a pack. But they have done what, you know, and I I hate to be this blatantly blunt, but the anti-smokers are a very, very vocal minority. And they are vivacious in their hatred of those of us that enjoy tobacco products. And they have just bent over and slowly but surely curtailed this. Uh, and yeah, and shut down smoking throughout their properties. Um, by the end of this, on May first at Disneyland, there will be four smoking areas at the hotels, and the rest of it will be outside of the secured areas. And that's it. Now, when you talk about kind of the anti-smoking contingency, you're you know, let's be honest, you're, you're a little fresh off of a public beating on Twitter. I mean, is that, is that a, a safe safe way or a fair way to describe it? I don't look at it as a public beating. I look at it as exposing the lunatic fringe for what they are. 
Um, I didn't take any offense to it because a lot of that stuff that I was told to do was physically impossible anyway. <laughs> and well, well, I don't know, man. I mean, if anybody, you know, you, you, you could, probably- yeah. <laughs> and I, and I don't, and I don't really mind the, I, I don't really mind having a discussion with the uneducated, but when the uneducated are just blathering idiots that are screaming and yelling, okay, well go about your life, you know? Uh, doesn't offend me at all, but I really could not physically do some of the things that they requested that I do. Well, unpack the context here. What what was kind of the nature of of the tweet and the, the discussion around? <laughs> so the main reason I joined Twitter was to hassle you guys. <laughs> You're not alone in that. I feel like we've brought a lot of people on board for that reason. I had, uh, prior to this, I have about 3,300 Facebook friends. I have about six or 700 followers on Instagram. And I had about 120, uh, maybe, maybe 150 followers on, uh, uh, on Twitter. Hmm. And the only time I would really tweet something, I was trying to get better about it because of my travel business. But, you know, I had maybe six tweets that I'd done in the past and I would tweet something out and I'd get four people that would like it. And usually it was, you know, complaining about the, you know, the people of Jackson, Mississippi, <laughs> um, which, by the way, Bruno Mars mentions Jackson, Mississippi in one of his he songs. Does. Yeah, of all he places. Does. One of his uh, backup singers in that particular song is from Jackson, Mississippi, a star. I think it was, um, oh gosh, I'm going to blank on her first name, but she, uh, uh, yeah, she, when he was writing the song and kind of putting it together, she really pushed for Jackson to be <laughs> mentioned in there. So yeah, hometown yeah. hero right there. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and then, yeah, so, so then I posted on all of my social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I posted a picture of the policy and I posted a picture of a letter that I wrote to Bob Iger, chairman and CEO of the Walt Disney Company explaining how I'm not going to be happy about this and how it's going to affect my um, my time at Walt Disney World and my time at Disneyland. And it's going to limit my uh, it's going to more limit the times that I will spend there. Uh, I didn't go into details of what's in the letter. I didn't think I needed to go into details on the tweet or the post on Instagram or the post on Facebook that I am a pipe smoker, not a cigarette smoker. Um, I was one, uh, but I, so I got about, um, I don't know, about 40 or 50 comments on Facebook and, you know, a mix of likes and stuff and a few anti-smokers that were very polite about stuff. Instagram, the, the post went out into oblivion and, you know, three people liked it. Two people said something and that was it. Um, as of yesterday, the Twitter post that I did got picked up by some antis that I had no idea who they are. They're not friends of mine. Everybody that's a friend of mine on Twitter is, per, is pretty much linked to Country Squire Radio somehow. Um, but I got 125 negative comments, about 14 shares. I got 75 likes and 133,000 impressions, which 133,000 impressions, to the best of my knowledge, means that it showed up on 133,000 people's Twitter feeds. You went viral. You went viral. Well, almost, not really, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I went viral with um, with you know some support from the from the pipe and cigar community, and just I think I became the poster child for the anti smokers um, because I got told that I was killing children. 
Um, what else did I get told? I got told that I was causing migraine headaches, which is funny because I've suffered from migraines for years. And one of the ways to relieve a migraine for me is to smoke. Um, yeah. And, uh, and it got shared and I just quietly, I responded to some stuff. I responded inappropriately to a few things. Uh, of course. And I left it there because I don't care. That's the way I felt at the moment. Um, but at the same time, <laughs> wow, these are some angry people. <laughs> yeah. Twitter. Um, you know, I, I will say between Twitter and Facebook, I tend to be more pro Twitter just because at least people are limited to, you know, 260 characters as opposed to being able to write an essay on all the various things you can do to yourself. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I will say, yeah, it is, it, it can be a, uh, you know, in, in the midst of, of kind of heated debates or, or when kind of sacred cows are, are attacked, it, it, uh, it ends, it ends up being kind of a, um, kind of, kind of a, a public flogging. And so, yeah. uh, man, I'm, first of all, I want to say, uh, man, you know, that's, you know, we here at Country Squire Radio do not and any like it be it with our friends or our enemies. We we never want to you know go after anybody uh, that we disagree with in such a way or want to encourage our audience to do so. Uh, so what I'm about to when I say if you haven't already. <laughs> check out Brian's Twitter feed. I'm not saying go in there and start subtweeting or try to fight, you know, go in back and forth with some of these folks. Cause a lot of it is just shouting. You know what I mean? There's no yeah. real good quality discussion that's actually happening. And here on country square radio, we're all about good quality discussion. We don't want to just yell at people for the sake of yelling people. We try to err on the side of being positive, not negative. And I mean, so this is, this is one thing that, that kind of, you know, I've been wrestling with and kind of processing myself. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Brian, but this, so this, this, this ban essentially on the parks before, before this took place, um, the smoking areas were both for cigarette and pipes and cigars, right? Like there wasn't, there was no discernment in the, uh, what you could smoke in the park. Is that correct? No. And it also included, and here's the kicker. It included the vaping, vaping. You could only vape there. Oh, that's interesting. And so they went from that to just a full flat out ban. Uh, <laughs> they went, they went from isolating everybody in the park into one little area or two little areas, depending on what parks you're in. To now saying that you are free flowing to roam about the outside secured area smoking wherever you want out there, which is these are the areas that every guest has to walk through at least twice a day. Hmm. Now they took them away from a spot where a guest doesn't have to walk by at all during the day and just put them free roaming. So I, on the other hand, you know, I don't, I, I don't suffer some of the politeness that you folks that were born and raised in Mississippi <laughs> do. Um, I fully intend, and I have access to some management folks at the Disney parks that have given me inside information. But I fully plan on the next time I'm at a Disney park to spend a good amount of time standing out there smoking my pipe and walking back and forth in my own little choo-choo train of a protest out there, uh, making sure that people have to walk back and forth through my smoke because I'm tired of it. We can't enjoy something that we, yeah, that they can't allocate a space for us. And they can't understand as a Disney company how to monetize that. So they just said, ah, forget it. We'll, we'll get rid of all these people. It's a tricky situation. Of course, they are a, you know, it's, it's their, their park. They're able to make these decisions. It's a, uh, and it also makes it difficult because, I mean, you talk about the anti-smokers as kind of a public or as a, um, uh, a minority, a vocal minority. The reality is, is that when it comes to, you know, their, their customer base, the Disney customer base, the smokers or the folks that would actually enjoy that space are also kind of a minority and they may not be as vocal. Yeah. And I think probably therein lies the challenge that lay, lay before. 
But it sounds like Brian, if I'm if I'm hearing you right, you're 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 at the at the core is it's kind of the the idiocracy <laughs> of kind of you know taking away what was controlled and now making it forced upon pretty much everybody. So your go if your end game was <laughs> you don't want this to be forced on everybody, your solution ended up inadvertently forcing it on everybody by making them have to kind of go through the smokers when they're walking into the park. It's just the stupidity of saying, okay, we had you in two little spots and now we're just going to release you to the to the wide opens of the entrance areas, which makes me kind of wonder, well, what are they going to do? in the in the hotels because the hotel areas have designated smoking areas but those are outside the secured areas this is a corporation that is publicly traded uh, you can buy stock in it you can as a stockholder complain about the way the corporation is managed uh, but they've done this without any foresight they've done this without any planning and honestly, they could have provided better smoking areas inside of the property. Sure, sure. I mean, we've seen this in airports. A lot of different airports have, you know, kind of smoking rooms that are air controlled and everything. So that if you're even if you're walking by the door, you don't even you don't even like pick up the whiff of kind of the, the cigarette smell. <laughs> yeah. Any, any other kind of final final things that, uh, you know, listeners should be aware of as it relates to the, what do we call this, the Disney smoking ban or do you have a hashtag? Now Twitter celebrity? <laughs> no, I'm laid off of Twitter. I'll, I'll, poke, <laughs> I'll, I'll poke at the bears when I want to again. Um, I, I will say that I do blame, uh, I blame smokers of my age and older for their, uh, for their ability to lay down and let this happen. Um, I blame pipe smokers and cigar smokers that said, oh, well, they banned cigarette smoking, so that's fine. It doesn't bother me. I don't smoke. You know, I don't smoke cigarettes. Well, guess what? When they banned uh, cigarette smoking from the patios of restaurants, and stuff like that. They banned cigars and pipes too. So I think that we as we as people that enjoy tobacco, and this is the hardest thing for any non-smoker to or any of these anti-smokers to understand, is that we enjoy smoking a tobacco product. Uh, we we need to meet, have our voices heard. We need to let our state assemblies know, our city councils know that when they enact smoking bans, they affect us enjoying some, you know, from us being able to enjoy something that we like. And we need to, you know, we need to tell people that this is not the pariah that it is. There's so we need to make sure and let people know that let people in companies that we patronize and in our cities, counties and states that we live in, that we enjoy tobacco products and we need, you know, we need to make sure and let them know that we're not just addicted to it. We enjoy it. There's a whole completely different thing out there. And in fact, in some cases, we need to be provided for with reasonable accommodations to be given a place to enjoy our product when we're out using public facilities. All right, Brian Levine, he's the host of the Pipes Magazine Radio. You already know. Uh, be sure to uh, check out his <laughs> podcast. And uh, Brian, have a good time at Disney. Uh, we, we know you'll be marching <laughs> marching and puffing along the way. Yeah, and if I get into trouble, Bo, I'm going to call you and go, uh, Houston, I have a problem here. Uh, <laughs> no, man, I'm not going up against Disney jail. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. They do make you sing It's a Small World all day long. So. 
<laughs> All right. Talk to you soon, brother. Thanks. All right, man. Once again, we want to give uh, thanks to Brian Levine. I had a wonderful time. Anytime I get a chance to sit down with him, man, it's just a, it's a good yeah, time. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, we, obviously, you know, there's a lot of frustration on pipe smokers parts and, and things of that nature. But, um, you know, you, you understand all, all sides of the conversation here. It, it is complex and frustrating. We live in a changing world. And so it's like, man, how do we balance all these, you know, opinions and preferences and things like that. So um, regardless, I was really happy just to hear Brian's, uh, you know, perspective on that. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. And, and Brian and I kind of talked about this off mic, uh, briefly off we got got off the uh, the, the phone. When, when he kind of talks about how part of the responsibility for this falls on those that, that uh, you know, that want to separate, you know, the, the, the pipes and cigars from, from cigarettes. Cigarette I tell, I mean, I told him, I was like, you know, man, I, I fall into that category. So, I mean, you can, you can firmly plant me there. And I do think that there is a better way forward in terms of education around the separation of these products, as opposed to kind of what the way to combat uh, smoking regulation has been in the past. I mean, I just, I think that if, if nothing else, if we kind of look at the fact that so much ground has been lost for those of us who enjoy premium tobacco products, because they're not going, I mean, the reality is they're just, they're not going after us, but we get grouped in yeah. with this. We get lumped in with this. And so there, I think there is a, a path forward that, that really is about separating that stigma. John David, we actually did an episode yeah, called separating the uh, stigma. <laughs> Called separating the sigma, and it's it's kind of frustrating to me because I don't think I realized until last year when I was getting the new feed put together for our patrons. But separating the stigma actually fell into one of our first 100 episodes, and so at the moment it's an exclusive for those that are on Patreon. But it's such an important discussion, uh, and so I think it might actually. What, what I'd like to propose to you, I'm kind of thinking off the fly here, which is always yeah, dangerous. Yeah, it's when I it's do. really dangerous when we. Uh, <laughs> but but no, it's great. Continue. Well, so. I would be interested at maybe re reopening that topic of separating the stigma, but doing so with kind of almost like maybe maybe an idea of kind of spitballing ideas of not just how do we separate the stigmas for our audience, but how does our audience even moving forward separate the stigma at large? And I know there's different schools of thought on this. They're yeah. like, you know, I've gotten in wonderful discussions and debates with people that I have, you know, just the immense respect for um, as I've traveled around and, and visited pipe shops. And there are, you know, there are those that are like, no, like we, we you know, cigarette smoker and pipe smoker, like we're, 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 we need to kind of stick together. We need to value the cigarette smoker. And I'm like, uh, you know, I, I value everybody as a person. Don't get me wrong, but in terms of the practice, yeah. I, I see them as very different, very yeah. different. Yeah. Um, and anyway, all that to say, it's it's a it's a deeper discussion that if you're willing, man, I, I think it's worth kind of. Yeah, no, I think I think that'd be future. good. You know, we um, uh, I think, uh, you know, historically, and you know, the records there. I mean, we've kind of come down on that you know side of the equation where uh, you know we we do tend to differentiate more and and think it's a different thing. That's why, frankly, I don't you know sell uh, cigarettes other than like Nat Sherman's, which or, you know, additive free uh, at the Squire. And so, um, you know, but but I understand and and relate to and and certainly get the frustration of folks that prefer that all the different various forms of tobacco premium and uh, and the alternative to premium, <laughs> you know, right, uh, right. stick together and that kind of thing. So yeah, I mean, I, I think that's uh, obviously that's there's a lot to be said there in our changing culture and um, you know the uh, constant uh, drumbeat of further regulation and thing like that and um, and certainly there's a bunch of different opinions on that and you know that 
um, you know, I, I think we could be a nice forum for her. So, um, yeah, yeah, let's, let's rip it back open, baby. Well, here's, and here's the reality of it. I mean, this is, this is kind of the, the elephant in the room is that no matter who you are, like if, if, if you take kind of the health debate out of it entirely, um, and just go on kind of a, a, you're coming about your day. If somebody's smoking a cigarette, like you're going to smell that. And unless you like love that smell, like you, you are impacted by that action. Right. And so, especially for a park like Disney that tries to control every single aspect, I mean, like, what is it? They did a study where waste is only on the ground for like less than two minutes or something of that nature. It might might even be, you know, down oh, to Oh, that's second. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like the idea is that wherever you stand in a Disney park, it is crafted in a tailored experience. And so part of that goes into the smell. Yeah. And so- I, I get it, and as me and Brian discussed, there are better ways to create, re- you know, regulated like smoking spaces. I mean, we've we've seen this in airports. Um, you know, we've seen this in a lot of ways where you know you can like I don't know if you've ever been to the um, oh gosh I think it's I think it's the Atlanta airport. Yeah, I could be wrong, but uh, there, or maybe it's the Chicago airport. But like, there's there's the smoking room that's kind of tucked away, and you walk by it and you see all the smoke. But we, even when the doors open, it's like air controlled so that you don't smell anything. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like it's 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 actually. Yeah, and- and, and the point of it is, this has been done before, right? You know, I mean, it, yeah, th- there yeah, are yeah. solutions out there, but it's you know, the, it's the will to continue to press to uh, you know find uh, you know creative ways to implement this stuff, and and also to you know you know hopefully apply some some uh, consumer pressure maybe to uh, you know or lobbying pressure one or the other to or both. Um, you know, to to make accommodations for people that still, uh, you know, enjoy tobacco. Yeah, I, I don't know. Certainly, there's plenty there to talk about, and I think uh, I don't know. I think that's a that's a good point. We ought to ought to rip that back open. All right, man. We'll do it sometime very very soon. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna do very very soon. What 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 would that be, Bo? Oh, I am gonna be smoking my good quality corn cob pipe from Missouri. That's Mirsham. right. That's right. Speaking of travel, <laughs> <laughs> Missouri Mirsham pipes make a great uh, a great companion for your summer vacation uh, because they're so light. Uh, most of them come in a, a very nice compact size and are able to uh, travel nicely and, uh, you know, maybe your favorite carry-on or your personal item, as it were. Um, and we want to talk today about a Missouri Meerschaum pipe that um, is just incredibly handy, but also very high quality, has a generous bowl and uh, and a very stylish look. And that is a pipe that is now available after uh, a little bit of a, uh, a hiatus uh, of availability, and that is the Dagner Poker Corn Cob Pipe. Uh, it's one of their mm. most popular corncob pipes there at Missouri Meerschaum. You can find it at corncobpipe.com uh, and get it directly from the source or from your favorite uh, premium pipe retailer. But uh, the Dagner Poker, it's just a, it's a good looking, uh, you know, a poker uh, style pipe. You know, you've got that cylindrical bowl at just a very uh, slight angle. The, uh, you know, very high quality shank that comes out with a nickel band and a, and a, and a wonderful black mouthpiece there. And so um, unfiltered pipe, it's one of those that uh, is going to be you know, a little more simple, a little more for the purist there, but uh, really sharp looking. It has that kind of black, rusti- rusticated, polished, uh, you know, finish, which is really nice. So, um, and, and straight from Missouri Meerschaum, they say the Dagner Poker Cobb from Missouri Meerschaum was designed by Jason Dagner in the classic poker style. While the dimensions of the pipe are purposely compact for easy storage, such as your shirt pocket or maybe a carry-on, uh, its bowl holds plenty of tobacco for a leisurely smoke. A dark stain has been added to the finish of the bowl and it has a hardwood insert in the bottom imprinted with a logo unique to this pipe. 
The shank also is a hardwood shank and is fitted with a nickel band and acrylic stem. So again, just a really handsome pipe. Uh, retails for about twenty five bucks, and um, you know, just a just a really good looking pipe. It's probably one of the one of the sharpest pipes that Missouri Mearsham makes. Makes and um, again is one of their most popular offerings. So check it out. Uh, very affordable. It's one of those that if you take care of, it'll last forever. And uh, and man, mm. just a great smoker. Hey, if you got one, be sure to smoke it this week. Take a picture with yourself doing so. Tweet it to us. We love retweeting those out to let the good folks at Missouri Mearsham know that you appreciate them for sponsoring this show. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Pipe question of the week. All right, man, we've got a pipe question this week coming in from Pastor Joda. No, not Yoda, although he does address it. He does address it. Uh, hey, guys, I've got a quick question. In a previous episode, John David talked about different chamber sizes for different types of tobacco. He mentioned Virginia's go uh, go well with more narrow bowls and very fine cuts. The counter was true for wider bowls being better suited for chunkier cuts and my uh, melange. Thank you. And melange type lens like a good old English. 
But what about cake and broken Virginia flake? Is the broken flake world, um, in the broken world flake, I'm thinking particularly of my dear McClellan 40th anniversary. May it rest in pieces. <laughs> also, yes, it is Pastor Joda, which sounds like Yoda. I'm one of my church's pastors, and Joda was my gamer tag back in the day on Star Wars Battlefront 2. Oh, classic Battlefront 2, ladies and gentlemen, on PlayStation 2. That means nothing to John David, but it, that it, means everything. It means absolutely nothing to me, yeah. Finally, so finally, my 13-year-old came up with a uh, car game. When you, uh, when you give her and her little brother a choice between two things, they have to pick. She couldn't figure out a name for the game, so I threw out quick-fire questions. She loved it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Congratulations on the baby, John David, and congrats and prayers for Bo on the move. Again, that is from Pastor I, I think he's actually uh, saying, though, the way he phrased that, Bo, I think he's actually saying that it sounds like Yoda, that, you, that you're supposed to pronounce it Yoda. Um, he says, hmm. also, yes, it is Pastor Yoda sounds like Yoda. Like he's saying, no, you pronounce it that way. So, I, oh, so you don't, oh, interesting. So you're saying Yoda, like the J yeah, is I, I think it's, yeah, like pr- probably the, uh, you know, Spanish pronunciation or, or something oh, like the Latin pronunciation. I don't know. Pastor. Um, yeah. Th- Pastor, you gave us a pronunciation guide and I still yeah, butchered I, it. How, yeah, no, how? but you, you just can't win. It's true to win. form, so that's good. You know, it's like <laughs> it's like how can we spell this out and make it uh, as complicated as possible? Uh, you know, yeah, man, uh, Pastor Yoda, dude, thanks so much. Uh, that is that's fantastic. Um, yeah, great question. So when I'm smoking these uh, kind of chunky flakes. Um, you know, I, again, I do think Virginia's smoke best in a kind of a tall, narrow bowl. But I, in a flake tobacco, I do find myself often resorting to something that's kind of shorter, uh, maybe not super wide, but a, a but a medium sized bowl. My favorite uh, tobacco, my favorite pipe to smoke a flake uh, Virginia out of tends to be, for whatever reason, a Prince. Uh, really love the Prince. I love how um, you know it's just straight. You can see it right in front of you there. The size of the bowl, a medium uh, you know sized Prince. Uh, just gives enough width and and also enough height for you can kind of I, I don't know keep an eye on the tobacco but also see it as it uh, we we discussed last week when you light flake tobacco a lot of times that uh, tobacco will start to kind of puff up and uh, you know expand and you start to see it inflate over the top of the the edge of the bowl and it's just incredibly satisfying I really love that and so um, yeah I, I don't know for whatever reason I I, I tend towards a a medium size uh, prince shaped bowl um, you know. I, I don't go with really large pipes for a flake cut because flakes tend to burn kind of slowly. Uh, and and if you load up a, a big pipe anyway, man, you could be sitting there a really long time smoking a flake tobacco. Some people that fold and stuff a flake, um, you know, will actually take the flake and and they do like a, a tall bowl because what they'll do is they'll take the flake, fold it uh, into kind of a long strip and then just poke it right down the middle of that uh, tall, narrow bowl. And so that might work for you. Again, your mileage may vary, uh, but that's what I, I tend to do. Uh, with a you know with a broken Virginia flake. So um, anyway, just seems seems to work best for me. I love the fact that uh, you know we're we're getting your thirteen year old already uh, you know kind of primed as a future <laughs> uh, future CSR listener. I think that's good. And so you know just just start to maybe maybe um, you know bring in some uh, you know some more of our stick, and we'll, uh, we'll we'll just see where that goes. And that that way uh, by the age of reckoning, we can uh, you know it, it'll be a nice uh, a nice transition. <laughs> you know you know what is always driven me crazy you, you know that uh that game uh crimes against humanity uh well uh that's what it's called it, right you talking about uh cards against humanity cards yeah, against you yeah. thank you yeah, yeah yeah which is basically just apples to apples but right for no that's right it's foul and terrible and, it, and offensive and awesome <laughs> and, 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 all, 
it it seems like it seems like uh uh you know just just ripping off a card game that already existed. So my my thought is like how how did they make all this money by just making a card game putting some words on it? And then uh and then now I'm realizing man we we've got this quick fire question the card game. <gasps> we we we're very wow. We we this, this is a whole untapped market. We no, got that's come good. Up we could yeah and then sell the expansion packs and everything. No, I I I like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh. No, that's good. Oh, it's down. <laughs> we'll get the we'll get the digital version with like special effects and graphics. Oh, it'll be great. We'll put together the It'll be insane. Pastor Joda, thank you so much. And if it's Joda or it's Yoda, Yoda. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, the, the force was not strong. With you on that one. But uh, thanks so much for writing in. And hey, if you've got a pipe question for us, be sure to send it in. Show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Again, that's show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Quick fire with the squire. Quickfire questions brought to you by Country Squire Radio yes. T-shirts. We, we got them, man. We got yeah. them. They're, they're available. They're ready. And uh, man, we we're sending them all over the country, all over the all over the world, as it were. I think we did send one to Europe just the other day. But um, yeah, man, some awesome uh, Country Squire Radio themed T-shirts. They're available at the CountrySquireOnline.com. If you'll go to uh, go to that website and then click on accessories in the shop category, so you'll go to the Country Squire uh, the CountrySquireOnline.com. Uh, click on shop and then clip on click on accessories and they're they're in there but uh man got some really cool offerings and uh several different sizes and uh would love to love to get those on you and uh man of course every every bit of that goes to supporting the show and so we greatly appreciate it listen yes gear up so here's here's what i'm i'm picturing right now so now we got some we got some different styles you could be that deep thinker with the this is not a podcast pipe uh, or a, a, a t-shirt you could be a, a squire scallywag pirate uh, with with that that t-shirt here's the deal get yourself a country square radio t-shirt do it do it now that's okay you can we'll, we'll be here when you get back uh but get it because you got you got pipe shows coming up but more importantly than that you've got your local like pipe club and so you know we've we've been very uh just honored to be a presence in a lot of uh, pipe clubs and and kind of a, a topic of discussion from times. We've had pipe clubs that'll actually play our show in the background while they're meeting and that sort of thing. But you might be in a pipe club that you're not sure who all listens to Country Squire Radio. And maybe you're that John David style like introvert. And you just don't even know. Wear the shirt. Everybody. That's what you're going to do. Everybody to their next it's pipe the club icebreaker, meeting. Right? Wear your Country Squire Radio shirt. Yeah, it's the icebreaker, but take a picture of it and we'll retweet that yes. out. And promote you promote your club. Like, like, do it. Do it. And we will, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll show you guys some love on the social media channels and whatnot. So um, anyway, and it's a great way just to connect with some other Country Squire Radio fans by wearing your Country Squire Radio shirts. Awesome. So there you go. Find those on, on the website. And, Shameless uh, plug. Yeah. Quick fire questions. Ow! All right, man. Speaking of quick fire questions, uh, we are continuing through. I think this is our last round from our anonymous uh, quick fire question sender. Uh, this is the Survivor Man okay. edition. Uh, pick lo- location that you would stand the best chance of surviving okay. in. Okay. All right. Yep. Are you ready, sir? All right. Here we go. Tundra or mm. desert? Gosh, probably the tundra. I'd say. I, well, really? I mean, I I, I, huh. I just think I could find more resources there, right? I mean, you you, you know, in the desert, there's just sand, right? Mm. But I mean, uh, you know, maybe the occasional cacti or you know scorpion or something. But you know, in the tundra, I don't know. Maybe you could you know find some some wood or something to burn. Or uh, maybe a maybe a, a slow uh, yak that you could uh, follow up on and 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 then subdue to you know warm yourself with. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Huh. 
Okay, that's good. I so my my thought is that in the tundra, you know, being being born in Mississippi, raised in Mississippi, spent a few years in Tennessee, and now in Texas, like I feel like I'm made for the desert more so yeah, than the or, tundra, yeah. and I would just. So cold, I couldn't yeah. even move. Yeah, no, yeah. That, that that's fair. It, it, growing up and living where you've lived, you're probably more made for the swamp. But that was not one of those. That was not that one of the true. questions. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you say tundra, I say desert. Next one: temperate forest or savanna plains? Uh, savanna so, plains. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'll probably go with. Um, I, I probably go with temperate forest. I, I don't know. I think that yeah, something yeah. about the forest. You've got more uh, more cover. Uh, we're probably a little more used to that living where we live. Yeah, I'll go with the forest. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right. The resources in particular, uh, and here's really what it comes down to: the, the swamps are the yeah. Um, uh, gosh, I. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think uh, in a mountain range, you'll be more exposed to uh, element. Of course, you know, swamps and, you know, that means a lot of moisture and uh, that brings its own diseases and things of that nature. I don't know. I'll, I'll go with, um, man, I'll go with swamp, but by hair, I think. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I'm going to go with mountain okay. range, actually, because as much as, like you say, condition for the swamp, I feel like I would enjoy the mountains. A little <laughs> bit more. Your mental health would be a little sharper if you were in the mountains, right? Yeah, absolutely. You got like the beautiful you'd scenery be will, around You'd be you. willing, yeah, to, uh, willing to stick it out a little longer in the swamp. You might just give up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Deserted island or cave? Ooh. I, you know, I think I'll go with deserted island. Yeah, I like that. You might find some yeah. rum or something, you know, that some some pirate buried hey. uh, a long time ago. I don't know. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with deserted deserted island. Yeah, one hundred percent deserted island. I am fairly claustrophobic, so <laughs> cave ain't gonna happen. Uh, tropical forest or Australian uh, Australian Australian um, let's see good day good day mate I'll oh, go sorry. with the outback you know it, there's something about the tropical rainforest you know that that is scary to me there's so many like ridiculous like creatures that wriggle and creep mm. in the rainforest, you know, and, and are poisonous and can do all kinds of bizarre things to, you know, find their next meal. And I, I, I don't know. I just, I think I'd rather deal with, uh, you know, kangaroos. <laughs> now I know, I know kangaroos are mean <laughs> in, in, in their own right, but uh, I, I love that video that went around, uh, you know, the internet a couple of years ago of the, uh, the kangaroo, he put a, the, someone's dog in a headlock. And then finally, when the owner of the dog went and, uh, confronted this kangaroo the the kangaroo released the dog and then the kangaroo and the owner of the dog uh ensued this boxing match which was just uh it was just glorious you know and so uh you know oh, wow. there there are huh. things to be said about being terrified of the australian outback but uh i think i'd prefer it over the tropical rainforest well if it's anything like the outback steakhouse i'm taking the australian we do love outback. blooming onions i mean let's let's be on gotta get that yeah, they, I, I want the blooming onion <laughs> i want the what's that drink they make um it's called the wallaby darned <laughs> I think it's, I think it's uh, I think it's called they cut, beer. no it, well that's uh, that's Falstas but they they have they had that uh, they had that yeah. wallaby darned which is you know obviously play on words for well I'll be darned and it's uh yeah it's just a concoction mm-hmm. of all these things that um you know you typically don't admit to drinking <laughs> oh yeah yeah they they put a little little kangaroo yeah. in uh oh what, what's that thing uh. <laughs> Uh, sesame, no, not sesame, not sesame. What is it? What is it? Vegemite. They put Vegemite in it, right? Vegemite. That's, that's the thing. I have no I th- idea. And, what that and, is. and you're speaking like a like a someone from South London or something, you know? Oh. <laughs> you did great, man. I believe in you. I believe oh. you, you. You did great. You Sell it. And to to all of our and there goes our right, Australian right. listeners. All right, well, hey, great quick fire questions. And if you got some quick fire questions for us, be sure to send those in. That's show at countrysquareradio.com. Again, that's show at countrysquareradio.com. Your thoughts, your comments. 
listener feedback. Listener feedback. All right, man, we got some listener feedback. Uh, this is actually this is coming in this week from uh, Toby Spry. Now, Toby, of course, is a uh, Country Square Radio International yeah. Club member. Uh, yeah, Toby says, uh, how's life, fellas? Patreon, other than YouTube, is the only place I can figure out how to post. And so this is what I'm doing. Uh, I'm fairly new to pipe smoking. Thanks for working 12-hour shifts. And so I went through your backlog in quick fashion. Uh, I say must say I've grown attached to listening to it every day, and I had to support the show. I plan uh, one day to make a pilgrimage from Kings Mountain, North Carolina, with a local small batch bourbon and gin in tote. Uh, I have yet... Uh, to get so far about 50 or so blends and found anything that I like. Uh, only two I love, GLP's Quiet Nights and Sutliff Chocolate Mousse. Uh, hence my suggestion of handpicking uh, maybe a mystery box kind of thing so uh, you know folks could try. Uh, but any suggestions on anything that uh, he would like or uh, dislike or love uh, more than his first two true, sl- true loves, which are uh, Cornell and Deal's Star of the East and uh, it, his, uh, of course, Little Devil Missouri Meerschaum Pipe. And uh, and so, man, yeah, we, hopefully as we go on, we'll try to think of some things that you uh, you know would, would smoke and enjoy. It might be some good segues to that. If you like uh, chocolate tobacco, maybe try one of our uh, house blends at the Squire. We've got, uh, you know, Tobacco Chocolat, which is a great, a great tobacco. And uh, if you like Quiet Nights, you also might enjoy uh green dragon from uh from the country squire that's a good good one as well but um man toby thanks so much brother we're so glad you found us and so glad uh that you're able to uh support our show and um man just uh, stay in touch yeah man we also I, I might i might need to save some of the details on this until i get a, a full-on confirmation but suffice to say like we've got some super talented folks who are listening to the show, who are even supporting this show. And I got a message from one of our uh, club members who is a songwriter and a performer and uh, just just came up with this this really beautiful song that I hope to feature at some point on Country Square Radio. Actually, I reached out to him after listening to it, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, this you know this kind of speaks especially to our Squire Select episodes." I, you know, if if at all possible, I'm hoping to, to share that that uh, relatively soon because I hope to have a, a Squire Select soon. Matter of fact, we've got so change. many great shows on the horizon. We've got the uh, the pipe culture. Uh, Man Cave versus The Study, which we look forward to getting all of your feedback and thoughts on. Uh, as we discussed this episode, we, we want to do another Separating the Stigma coming up soon. I'm sure that y'all have got thoughts on that. Feel free to send those thoughts in. And honestly, this is an interesting issue that's kind of going on um, that we discussed this episode. So if you've also got some thoughts, you want to send those into the show, we'd love to get those. Great way to do it, of course, is keeping up with us by sending those into show at countrysquireradio.com. Yep. You can also reach out to us individually. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at under Score Country Squire. Of course, the show's handle is at Squire Radio, but all that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. Dot com. Well, man, we uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, when, whenever there's kind of industry uh, shakeups or just news in general, yeah. uh, it's always interesting to see how people uh, uh, respond to it, and uh, and I, I look forward to the emails because I, I already know there's going to be emails. Yeah, no, and I, I think it's good, right? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of uh, you know, give and take here. People have strong opinions, but are, are we disappointed that we can't? Uh, smoke our pipe at, at Disney. Um, yeah. I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah. I'm disappointed. I can't smoke my pipe at Disney. Um, is it a complex issue? Well, yeah, you know, um, but um, you know, this is one of those things that they've been slowly uh, chipping away at and um, man, so we just got to figure out where to, where to go from here, but uh, always good conversation and uh, glad to bring it up. And of course, um, man, no, no better person to talk with uh, anytime. And other than our, uh, our dear friend, Brian. So uh, thanks again, Brian, for coming on the show. Absolutely. Well, hey, man, let's go have a day. See you, brother. Mm-hmm.
been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.